afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Friday edition of the Dark to Light podcast with Frankie Val on the drums and Beans. Frank, we're heading yeah. right to Long Island today. You're going to Long Island? No. Or the story is the in Long Island? story is in Long Island. Okay. I don't know. A lot of you out there know I grew up on Long Island. I lived there my whole life, basically until I moved to South Carolina. I grew up in a town called Massapequa. They used to call it matzo pizza because it was Italians and Jews, basically. Matzo pizza. Yeah, I'm Italian, not Jewish. Not that there's anything wrong with being Jewish, but a lot of people say that I'm Mossad. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. So I just want to make sure everyone knows I'm not Jewish. <laughs> people put me up there like I'm some like Mossad agent or something in weird pictures all the time. And like, it's so stupid. Anyway. Hey, listen, I'm not Jewish, but please don't call me a Jew. I mean, I mean, there's nothing wrong with, I mean, I mean, I'm not, I, there's nothing wrong. We're going to be accused Jewish, of anti-Semitism now because of you. you, 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 there's nothing wrong with being Jewish, but please do not even intimate that I may be one. Yeah, please don't do that. <laughs> anyway, look at what happened. They caught the alleged Gilgo Beach serial killer. Now, what? The Gilgo Beach serial killer? You don't know, never heard of this? No. Oh my gosh. Okay. Is it recent? The the killings? Yeah. No. Um. No. Well. No, not really. 2010 is when they started, and there were four of them to start at Gilgo Beach on Long Island. Now Gilgo Beach is a beautiful beach. This it's a surfing beach basically. That's where all the surfers go. The sand is nice and. And, and soft and like, it's just a beautiful beach. I used to love to go there, but you ever go on Ocean Parkway, Frank? Uh, I think so. It's been so, a while. Just, I have not spent a lot of time in Long Island. Well, Ocean Parkway goes up and down, you know, on the Southern coast of, of Long Island and Long Island. And um, they, they found women, um, you know, killed all like along that whole area and they were never able to figure it out. And then later on there were more and they were tying it together and they put a whole big documentary out about this and everything. It was a big deal. Like people around, like if people, um, people might see like if they, if there was a documentary done somewhere, it might've been on Netflix. I'm not sure, but it was, it's a big deal. This is a big deal. So they arrested somebody this morning. They haven't identified who it is yet. But they arrested them in Massapequa Park, where they live, which is like Massapequa, North Massapequa, Massapequa Park. It's like a triangle-ish on the south shore of Long Island. And I, I know where this is. I'm like, oh my god, it's insane. Now I remember, I remember them. I remember these stories of people being found in the reeds and things like that. But you know, I, I hear so many stories over the years of random bodies being found. I, I don't know what's connected to which. Oh, it and... was at least ten. Eight women, an identified man, and a toddler. That's the that's the victim count they have right now. Jeez. And Suffolk County's new police commissioner created a special task force in February of last year to try and find this person because they've escaped capture for thirteen years now. Um, until today, apparently, the alleged victim, I mean, the alleged murderer has been arrested in Massapequa Park, of all places. Just gotcha. crazy. Just crazy to me. Um, nice hat. I'm just zooming in. My, I'm just trying to look at the, the article you have. Oh, sorry. I'll give it to it, you. No, 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 no. It's all right. I, I was looking at the, 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 the headshots of the victims. It's terrible. It's really sad. Yeah, it is. Here's, yeah, I'll put this up on screen real quick. Oh, or maybe not. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Amber Lynn Costello, uh, Melissa Bartholomew, Maureen Brainerd Barnes, Megan Waterman, an unidentified man they've never identified, and Jessica Taylor. Um, and this is like, you know, this is the South Shore of Long Island here. It's pretty crazy. So, they, yeah, I just saw that. I can't believe it. Can't believe it. Um, yes, New York State has a lot of Indian names. There, we did that one day where it's like pronounce this town. There's Ronkonkoma, there's Wontaw, there's Massapequa. There, oh, that goes all the way up though. Like if you even do, you know, going up toward uh, into the interior of the state near Albany and, and above, it's there is there there are Indian names all over the place. American Indian names. Well, all Kinetquat, over the place. 
there's Montauk, there's, yeah, I mean, Long Island is full of them too. And you're right, all the way upstate. Is Schenectady the same thing? Schenectady is upstate. Yeah, no, but is that, is that, is that American Indian? I think it is actually. I mean, there's a lot up there. Yeah, yeah. Once you start getting to that area. Yeah. And then, oh, the the quag, nobody can ever pronounce quag. Copeg, no one can ever pronounce Copeg. It's funny. It's funny to watch those videos. Anyway, um, I have this next thing. We're starting off a little lighter before we get into all the heavy stuff today. I have to play this for you. I, gonna... I found a list of place names of Native American origins in New York. How many are there? Oh, there's a lot. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> How many? <laughs> oh, yeah, Schenectady. It is on there, right? Schenectady is. It, it is. Uh, then, of course, there's Seneca. Oh, yeah. Seneca Lake, Seneca River. There's... Tioga, Tioga, the river, the town, uh, Wyoming County. There's the village of Wyoming. Wyoming is itself. A, That's a very familiar uh, name for me, Wyoming. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Saratoga, of course, the town and the city, Ostego, um, the town and Ostego the lake. Ostego or Oswego? No, Oswego's next. Oh. Uh, so Ostego, Oswego is the city, the town, and the river. Then there's Ontario County. You have the town of... Uh, Kanadaguia, Kanadaguia, oh, see, I can't, it's, it's, <laughs> That's one we can't rough. even pronounce. <laughs> Onan, Onondaga County, yep. there's the city of Onondaga, yep. there's the hamlet of Onondaga Hill, there's Onondaga Creek, Lake, Lake Park, and Park. Then there's uh, Oneida, o- Oni, Oneida. Uh, Oneida, city, village, the lake, the creek, the river, Cayuga, mm. um, Cattaraugus County. Where yeah, New is York is one? all Indian. It's all Indian. Genesee. Geneseo. Geneseo, yeah. Wow, I didn't Chen- know Geneseo Chen- was Indian. Chenango. And then Niagara. Niagara is all everything. There's Fort, the Frontier, the River, the Gorge, the what about Escarpment. Fort Salonga? Is Salonga also Native American? Salonga? Yeah. I don't know. But oh. there's a lot of settlements. Then there's an extended list of settlements, like things like Chappaqua. Yeah. You know, uh, Mamaronic. Really? Yeah, you know, all around here. Yeah. Wow. I eat, I eat at the Mamaronic Diner for my whole life. They have Poughkeepsie. Good oh, Poughkeepsie. You, I didn't even think about all of the, it's the whole, the whole state. It's the whole state. Wa- it's Wappinger, Tuckahoe. Um, We're we colonizers. Always, Look we us. always, we always loved Tuckahoe, saying Tuckahoe. And that, I didn't even get into the bodies of water yet, Tracy. So, yeah, New York is all American Indian names. Why do you like Tuckahoe, Frank? Why? I can't say it. Why do you like I Tuckahoe? Can't, can't say it. Can't say it on this show. <laughs> I'm trying to say it less and less on my show, actually. Shame on you, you dirty man. Are you ready? Yeah. Listen to this. You want to get mad before we go into the rest of this? That sounds fun. Okay. I'm just gonna play this for everyone. Just, I'm, 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 it's real. It's real. I thought it was fake. It's not. Here we go. So I just got yelled at for asking a very reasonable question. So I'm applying to go somewhere, and I just wanted to know: Are there accommodations for people who struggle with time blindness and being on time? You know. And then the person I was with interrupted and acted like I was asking something else. And then when we were done, they actually started yelling at me and saying that accommodations for time blindness doesn't exist. And if you struggle with being on time, you'll never be able to get a job. Oh, wow. You know, provided you're trying your absolute best to be there. And wow. then like, your stupid generation wants to destroy the workplace. And yeah, I think that a culture where workers are just cut off because they struggle with being on time when there's other solutions that we can look to. I think that just anybody who thinks it's okay to just treat people like that. Yeah, that culture needs to be dismantled. And then I asked that person, how can you feel good about yourself upholding this kind of system? And then to think, I'm entitled. No, if people think it's okay to treat others like this, uh, that's entitlement. So I just got... It's real. I looked at the rest of her TikTok. It's real? It's real. I... I still have that 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 inner urge to say no, can't can't. Be. It's it's almost so ridiculous. I I was like, there's no way. And then I went to her TikTok and I looked at the rest of her stuff, and she's legit. Like she legit. Time blindness. Somebody said, well, somebody people need to wear watches again in the chat room. No, no. When somebody says something like time blindness, and we have to we have to get away from. We're talking about new levels of unaccountability. I mean, you just that's not that's not like oh man, I can't 
I just can't seem to ever keep track of what time it is. This this is just unaccountability. <laughs> wow, time blindness. Did you hear another Zoomer um, Zoomer term that was made up? This is what the Zoomers do. They they make up terms for things that are already known, but they they want to put their own spin on it. This is why there's nothing that is identifiably Generation Z. They just take little bits and pieces from everybody else and they say it's it's their own style. Um, it's called bed rotting. Have you ever heard of bed rotting? No. Bed rotting is simply choosing to have a personal day where you just don't leave bed. Bed rotting? Is this what they're bed saying? Bed rotting. Yeah, we used to call it, I don't know, playing hooky, uh, being a lazy ass, a sick day. But it's called bed rotting, where you just can't deal with the world outside and you need to spend your entire day uh, camped out underneath your blanket like you're five years old. Okay. Bed rotting. It's like, just a name. It's sheer, not even like a the, the sheer word rotting insinuates it's a bad thing. Exactly. <laughs> They're like, this is a mental. I said, I said, oh, that's very interesting. Mental health and rotting. I don't know anything that rots. That is a good thing. I've got another one too, by the way. I've got another one, another term. Nesting partner. Are you ready? Ready for this one? Love this question. So oh, nesting okay. partner is a term used within non-monogamy to reference a partner that you live with. My favorite thing about that though, is that it kind of references the fact that I don't subscribe to relationship hierarchies. So um, my partner, Aaron, is my nesting partner, a partner that I live with. But just because I live with Aaron does not mean that Aaron takes priority over my other relationships. So it actually gives me a term to use that's not a primary partner or anything like that that makes Aaron sound more important than the other partnerships that I have in my life. So nesting partner is a partner that you live with. Like you mean the word roommate. You can just say roommate. Yeah, yeah, but roommate doesn't imply that I may or may not find myself between their thighs at night. <laughs> you know, it's just it, it, the, the way the way that some people I know the squeaky craziest wheels get all the grease and all the attention and they go viral quicker. But the way that some people have made it almost a personal they, they've made it a, a personal uh, mission to con try to continue to deconstruct relationships, whatever the hell it is, so that they could have no responsibility, but all of the trappings of the wonderful um, perks of having a real relationship with somebody. So that they wanna try to have all of the perks, but none of the responsibilities and, the, and but in the in the end, there's nowhere to go with it, though. So all they do is they screw with terms and how they describe it. Yeah. And, and then they have the vocal fry to be able to <laughs> imbue some idea that what they're presenting to you is actually highly intellectual and you have just not evolved enough as they have to be able to conceive of it. Nesting partner is a thing as well. I did a little research on that yesterday because I'm like, this is getting crazy now. Like, and then we have, I was going to save this for later. What are you nesting? What are you, what are you, what well, are you nesting? Ne you know what? It used to be a term that pregnant women used when they were preparing their baby's nursery and getting that, earn, like exactly. that, that nurturing feeling that they get when it's time for them to have their babies. They start nesting. It's true. It happens. Exactly. But she's the baby bird, you see. Yes. Clearly, she's the, look at her. She's the baby bird. She she's you know I, I'm thinking to myself what the hell is this thing nesting? She's like, like oh she's the one being nested. She's getting nested all right. I don't know. Yeah, somebody's somebody's coughing up worms down her throat every day. Ew. One more culture war thing, just because it's really good. Um, this came from Desantis War Room. It's just a really good ad that is really not. Like, oh, I'm DeSantis, I'm better than everybody. I'm just gonna play it, here we go. The notion that Disney is in any way sexualizing children, quite frankly, is, is preposterous um, and inaccurate. Hello, and welcome to the Disney Plus This Is Me Pride Celebration Spectacular. He texted me this morning, <laughs> you know, Gen Z is 30 to 40% queerer than the other generation's mom, so Disney better get with it. Our leadership over there has been so welcoming to like, 
my like not at all secret gay agenda. They've been really open to exploring queer stories. I'm on the production side. And so kind of the only way to have these like canonical trans characters, canonical asexual characters, canonical bisexual characters is to give them stories where they can like be their whole selves. I identify as like a biromantic asexual. I want to like add like, the, po like the, the pockets of the LGBTQ community that you don't see. I was like, I want to get like gay advanced. And so we no longer say ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It's hello everyone or hello friends. We were targeting Gen Z and, and millennials. We were tar targeting a younger, um, all this content's going for to kids who don't know any of this, and even if they're in a household like Keith uh, that have uh, supportive parents, they're still getting all of this information from media of what is normal. Yeah. So yeah, Disney. No, you lose. They're tanking. Yeah, this is this is not thirty years ago where you can say stuff like that and not have so much media to reference at at when i mean anybody they're, can create they're anybody doing, can create these these uh compilations these compilations they're doing they're, zoom meetings all that and and interviews and talking about it like like there disney there are no lines at disney world people aren't going anywhere like people are going obviously people are going but they're doing sales and all kinds of stuff right now they're firing people from espn disney is like Pew. did you hear i don't know if this is confirmed the, it came out that Costco is no longer going to sell Bud, Bud, Bud anymore. And the reason why people are saying that is because it's on sale with an asterisk on the sign, which means that I guess they're not restocking. Somebody said. So like really? Bud is out of Costco now. That's what they're saying. I don't know if that's 100 or if people are just like throwing that around as something. But why, though? Is Costco one of the good guys? not you're selling me? any. So they're not going to keep buying it. They're thinking, uh, they can't give it away. <laughs> like they're like they've like discounted it ridiculously now. So if there's one good story that came of this year, it's the fact that people really stuck to their guns on just. It, I know it's in the grand scheme of things, Anheuser Busch is is not the uh, it's not the be all end all. But as Kevin said in the in the office once when they got their parking spots back, it's good to win one. I'm looking at the screen right now, and there is a. Bearded, mustached man with a clip in his beard showing off the new Maybelline co collection. Acting like a woman with his woman hands. I mean, with his nails on and it's just, and listen, here. This is how I've seen women act in the, in the past. This Best. is how I've seen other women act in the past. I've been practicing. Superstay Vinyl Ink is 30% off and my favorite colors I, are in stock. I gotta tell you, I don't know when this happened, Frank, with this YouTube voice where everybody does everything on an up talk at the end. Like nobody talks regular. It's always uh, because the, the, this is the new Macy's. Uh, this is the new the new Macy's uh, makeup uh, model. That's what it is. They, instead of going to Macy's, JCPenney and going to the makeup and the perfume counter, uh, this is how people have have set up their YouTube accounts. But nobody talks like that in real life. I, it's it's in everything though. Even mattress reviews on on YouTube. Everybody's talking like this. Every sentence ends up high. There I is... laid down on it. It felt great on my back. And then I went over here. Oh, oh like the 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 girl who did the the what the Twitter tour. Here's oh, yeah, my yeah, yeah. here's my day at Twitter. Exactly. Exactly. After three like lattes. That. Yes. Had some yoga, and then I scissored my boss, <laughs> and then I went and. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, hate to jump from that noise into Biden calling up. Uh, apparently, he wrote. Um, he took up the selected reserve and sent them overseas. Three thousand. I hereby determine it's necessary to augment the active armed forces of the United States for the effective conduct of Operation Atlantic Resolve. The hell is that? I hate it. It's the most readily available group of Army Reserve soldiers, the uh, selected reserve. In furtherance of this operation, under stated authority, I hereby authorize the Secretary of Defense and the Secretary of Homeland Security with respect to the Coast Guard when it is not operating as a service in the Navy under their respective jurisdictions to order active duty and any units, any individual members not assigned to a unit organized to serve as a unit of the selected reserve or any member in the individual ready reserve mobilization category 
and designated as essential, blah, 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 blah. Terminate the duties they have now and move them to active. Most of our armed forces are scattered around Europe and Asia for no damn reason. Why did we need 3,000 more? It's very weird. It's very weird. Very weird. The the title of the show today is um, The Case of the Mistaken Easter Eggs. And the reason why I say that is because the Weaponization Committee released a set of documents about COVID origins in a PDF. And they made big boo-boos with their PDF, Frank. And there was a whole bunch of stuff they thought was hidden in it that isn't. And people found it. And now Weaponization has not only just removed the document, but deleted the tweet explaining the document in total. And I have a whole bunch of little examples that I pulled out for the um, for the show today. And I, I ha- we have to get through these FBI clips and then we can hopefully get to some of that. If for some reason we don't, everything's going to be in the show notes. And I implore you guys to go and read this stuff. Nothing in it is anything that we didn't, quote, know. It's just that now we know they knew when they were saying they didn't. They knew that there was... They, knew, they basically... Talked about orchestrating a cover-up for the lab leak in these mm. messages. Um, and there's a there's a bunch of them. So somebody somebody really with tech knowledge really dissected the hell out of this. And it's they are holding back so much stuff. And you've got to ask yourself, why? Why are they holding back so much stuff? Why? Is it because they're trying to leak it out slowly over time? Is it because they don't really want the full impact of it out there in the public sphere? Because that's what government committees do, whether they're named weaponization or not. Somebody said in the chat, reservists are all non-combat logistics jobs, meaning prepping for bigger forces. Look at it as setting up the base for the real troops. World War III. I'm not going to go that far yet. And this was all started in 2014. I don't, I, I, hey, I, I, you don't want to go as far as saying World War Three. I say that we are discussing World War Four. Well, I mean, I think we're on to. We might be another... in World War Three already, and it's just not as kinetic as we're used to. I mean, seriously. So totally. I, I just like non-kinetic war seems to be the more popular way to go about things nowadays. Asymmetrical. Yeah. Um. Okay. There was a hearing the other day as we were closing up the podcast. It was Christopher Ray in front of the House Judiciary Committee, Frank. This was a basic sum up of his testimony here. Over the dates. Can't, again, I just can't speak to that here. Uh, I'm not a, an expert. I'm not sure yet. I, I would really have to see more closely. I'm not sure that I can give you that number. I can't get into... Uh, I'm not aware of any such evidence. I'm not going to speak to that. I'll, I'll decline to comment further. I, I will uh, work with the department to make sure we can figure out what information we can provide. I, I, again, I'm not going to get into that here. Well, again, I don't want to speculate about I, I can't speak to the specific. I can't remember the dates. I can't, again, I just can't speak. To- you could just play it on a loop. That was basically Christopher Ray for the most part. I think that one of the prerequisites of becoming FBI director is... Um, is having Alzheimer's or dementia or something. Or any director for that matter. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah. I just want to tell everybody, this is for all of you out there. It's pretty amazing. Um, Never doubt the power of independent journalism, no matter how big or small you are. It is powerful. And it is... It is something. This is a three-minute long set of questions from Jim Jordan to... Christopher Ray about a story that Kyle Serafin broke for Uncover DC. The very first place this story appeared was UncoverDC.com. This is why we do what we do. I'm, I want everybody to hear this because it is it is quite something. Here we go. Yeah. I thank you. Thank you, Director. Without objection. Director, what's the difference between a traditional Catholic and a radical traditional Catholic? Uh, I'm not a, an expert on the, the Catholic uh, orders. Well, your FBI wrote a memo talking about radical traditional Catholics. I'm just wondering if you can define it for us. Well, what I can tell you is you're referring to the Richmond product, which was a single product by a single field office, which as soon as I found out about it, I was aghast and ordered it withdrawn and removed from FBI. Aghast. You were aghast. Then why won't you let us talk to the people who put it together? 
We are working on finishing an internal review into what happened there. We have there. to wait. The, we, the Congress, and the American people have to wait until you do an internal review. It's not a criminal investigation going on here. An internal review before we can talk to the people who wrote this? We, when we finish our internal review, which will be very soon, we will come, come back idea before how the committee in America? and provide a briefing on what we found. Well, we appreciate the we briefing, can, but we want to talk to the people who wrote it. Any idea how can, many Catholics there are in America, Director? Uh, no, sir. There's a lot, over 60 lot. million. What percentage of those are radical traditional Catholics, according to the Richmond Field Office of the FBI? Not enough. Again, that product is not something that I will defend or excuse. It's something that I thought was appalling read, and removed it. Let's read from that product, page four of that product. By the way, the copy you gave us, when can we get a copy that didn't have all these redactions on it? So we can actually see what the American taxpayers were paying for. I just want to stop because um, Jordan is having a Breitbart reporter come in to talk about Missouri v. Biden the same way he doesn't read from the original article that was posted about this story just saying hmm. Breitbart on Missouri v. come on now to see their rights their first amendment religious liberty rights attacked let me just read from page four provide new opportunities to mitigate extremist threat through outreach to traditional Catholic parishes and the development of sources with the placement and access to report on places of worship that's pretty fancy language for they're trying to put informants in the parish, in the church. That's what this memorandum said, Director, from one of your field offices. And not for nothing. To the people who did. Not for nothing. But there's precedent for this uh, uh, with with infiltrating mosques. Yes. And you know what? Um, there is a um, there's a, a a much a much bigger problem real problem now we know how it is stoked we know how that it is used uh but we know how real it is as well with how violent fundamentalist islam can and is can be and is around the world and that fear of what could be you know an, an issue was really what prompted that in 9 11 was prompted a lot of people to say well you know it is you know if we 9 11 9 11 it's a precedent, though. It, and so a lot of people who were worried, who saw what was going on, who saw that we had already suffered a, uh, you know, a great toll and that there were existential threats to to, um, you know, peaceful life over here in the United States and abroad due to religious extremism, that there was some sort of a existing threat out there. How how important, you know, how uh, severe was that threat? How close was it? We don't know. We were in such a uh, a state of, you know, of uh, you know, driven panic that we we allowed for a lot of things, thinking that it was all right. So, but this is essentially the same thing. It's just that the government has deemed a new group of people terroristic threats. And why is it okay? Why is it okay to infiltrate a mosque and not a Catholic church? When all that has changed is the the reasoning and the and the target who, who the extremist this, is exactly this is this is why people even back then who knew that we were we had to deal with security issues national security issues were reticent to go just infiltrate houses of worship um, because eventually this this yeah yeah this next one here is um, that went on for another two minutes he grilled them on it for another two minutes and. I was very happy to see it because that's why we do all the things we do. Next, Missouri v. Biden hits the uh, the hearing quite a bit. Here's Issa. Uh, on things like where where COVID came from, where do you find the national security interest in that? Where, where do you find the interest in free speech of American citizens being taken down? And I repeat, free speech of American citizens. Where, where do you have that authority? So we don't... Uh, ask social media companies uh, to censor information or suppress information uh, when it comes to national security threats, certainly. Uh, so what we do do is alert them when some other intelligence agency gives us information about a foreign intelligence service being behind some account, we will call social media companies' attention to that. But at the end of the day, 
we're very clear that it's up to the social media companies to decide whether to do something about it. The suggestion it or not, of the most powerful law enforcement operation is not a suggestion. It is, in fact, effectively an order. Mr. Chairman, I yield back. Gentleman yields um, And here we have another one from Johnson. Evidence shows you, your agency, the people that directly report to you, suppressed conservative-leaning free speech about topics like the laptop, the lab leak theory of COVID-19's origin, the effectiveness of masks and COVID-19 lockdowns and vaccines, speech about election integrity in the 2020 presidential election, security of voting by mail, even parody about the president himself, negative posts about the economy. The FBI made the social media platforms pull that information off the Internet if it came from conservative sources. They, they did this under the guise that it was disinformation. Can you, can you define what disinformation is? What I can tell you is that our focus is not on disinformation, broadly speaking. Well, wait a minute. Yes, it is. Wait a minute. You're, can I you're, answer the question? You can in a minute. Your star witness said in the litigation, Elvis Chan, who's in charge of this, said they do it on the basis of dif- disinformation. We need, a, we need a definition of what that is. Our focus is on malign you can't foreign disinformation. It. That is foreign hostile actors who engage in covert efforts nope. to Mr. Ray, Mr. our social media platforms, which is something that is not seriously in dispute. I have to stop phenomenon. you for time. That's not accurate. You need to read this court opinion because you're in charge of enforcing it. The court has found that, and Elvis Chan testified under oath in charge of this for you. He said 50%. He had a 50% success rate in having alleged election disinformation taken down or censored. That, that wasn't just foreign adversaries, sir. That was American citizens. How do you answer for that? Well, first off, I'm not sure that's a correct characterization. Uh, it's a correct characterization. We've got court documents now, Ray. You can't... See, it's a lot different when you've got a judge in a federal court writing an order with the, with the fact set like he did. That's why I've been stressing how important the way he wrote this was. He's arguing, Ray's arguing the just, that, that the, the court, the judge is wrong based on the evidence that he had in front of him. From their own mouths, his own deposition of his guy in charge of all this. No, I, I don't think that's accurate. This is not real. Well, hey, you got to give him some uh, props for trying. Hey, I mean, he just doesn't care. That's not accurate. I wish he can go into what was not accurate. Does he? Uh, he does. I, I want to so hear? hear that comes yes. right out of the testimony. opinion. You should read it. what I, of, of his testimony. But what I would say is that FBI is not in the business of moderating content or causing any social media company to suppress or censor. That is not what the court has found. What I would also say is among the things that you listed off, I find ironic the reference to the lab leak theory. The idea that the FBI would somehow be involved in suppressing references to the lab leak theory is somewhat absurd when you consider the fact that the FBI was the only, the only agency in the entire intelligence community to reach the assessment that it was more likely than not that that was the explanation but your for the agents, pandemic. Your agents pulled it off the internet, sir. That's what... Um, the pauses he's making are to wear out the time just so that everybody knows. He doesn't really talk like this. Here, there's more. Oh, there is a preliminary injunction that's been entered. Prior uh, to the preliminary injunction, were these weekly ma- meetings taking place? I don't know if weekly meetings uh, occurred, again, before the injunction, but certainly we've been, and we've been very open about this, engaged with does, social media does the, does the FBI intend to continue to have such meetings leading up to the 2024 election to police election-related speech? Well, we're not going to be policing that's what you that's speech. what you previously did <laughs> uh, that's not I do not agree with that description. okay well here's what I would say this committee has learned that the FBI acted to quote discredit leaked information about Hunter Biden before and after it was published that quote Twitter's contact with the FBI was constant and pervasive it's true and as if it were a subsidiary who said and that? that quote a surprisingly high I said it's like they were working as the trust and safety arm of all these social media companies because that's exactly what it is. And she pins him down more on this. I number a request by the FBI for Twitter to take down on action, take action on election misinformation, even involving joke tweets from low follower accounts. Are you aware that that has been reported? 
I am aware of some of what the committee has found in its report, okay. but I, I will add that I'm not sure I agree with the findings. Oh, that's what we I found. Don't, I don't uh, agree with you. And I both know that the federal government is forbidden from doing indirectly what it cannot do directly. In other words, neither you nor the FBI have any legal authority to circumvent the First Amendment by using a surrogate to do your dirty work. Yet that is exactly what you have been doing. The Bureau, under your watch, has been using proxies to violate the First Amendment. Were you the person who gave the orders to use these social media companies to violate, the First Amer the, the, violate Americans' First Amendment rights? Again, I don't agree with your description of our engagement with so social who, media companies. So, so who made the decision to use social media companies as a proxy to suppress the First Amendment rights of American citizens? Because I don't believe that's what we did. I'm not I see if I were on the committee and I was asking these questions or whatever, I was I had this interchange with him or anybody like him in his position and he keeps saying things like that, I would quickly shoot back. I don't care. I it, it, this is not a matter of difference of opinion. There is just what it is, okay? It used to be speculation. It used to be something where we all assumed that there was something going on, a concerted effort to suppress information and to do it in a politically pointed way. Now we know. So I don't care about your interpretation or the way that you see it. I don't care about your disagreements. Here it is. If I hold up an apple, you can't tell me I think it might be well, a pear. They're doing that with the with women. So why not fruit and censorship? And everything Say, uh, else. I, mean, I guess you're right. I guess I think, you're right. Like, like the, 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 the witnesses they question in hearings can't even tell you the definition of a woman. Here, here's, this is where they start going after the whistleblowers. He starts going after the whistleblowers now. School board meeting? Yes, I have. FBI ever sent you? I will say to you the same thing that I said to all 56 of our field offices as soon as I read the memo which is that the FBI is not in the business of investigating or policing speech at school board meetings or anywhere else for that matter, and we're not going to start now. Mr. Friend, you ever been to a school board meeting? Yes, I have. FBI ever sent you to the parking lot of a school board meeting? Yes, they have. And in the parking lot of a school board meeting where the FBI sent you, you were taking down information regarding people's license plates? That's correct. Now, it wasn't the first time you'd been to a school board meeting, was it? No, I went on my own as a private citizen. As a parent? Yes. And so there you were. It must have been quite an interesting perspective. There you were taking down the information of people, parents attending school board meetings on behest of the FBI. And you had been one of those parents at a school board meeting. How did that feel? Well, after I attended privately, my colleagues teased me that they were probably going to start investigating me. You used to go after the worst of the worst, didn't you? Yes, I believe so. You went after people who looked at child porn? Yes. People who were sexually exploiting children? Yes. And then you were in the parking lot of a school board meeting, taking down the information of parents. What happened to the cases that you were working to, to protect our communities from the worst predators that exist? I was told they were not to be resourced. Uh, and then uh, after I was suspended, uh, they were handed off to local law enforcement. Wow. So the FBI just decided it was more important to have you in that parking lot of that school board meeting than getting the worst of the worst. Here. And then there was this. This was the uh, probably the best because it was so organic, Frank, and so quick of Matt Gates. I loved this clip. I know people say, oh, it's a committee hearing. They're all trying to. But this was real. So that's why I love this so much. Here's Matt Gates and, and Christopher Ray. Answers. You give answers that, that later a court deems aren't true. And then at the end of the day, you won't criticize an obvious shakedown when it's directly in front of us. And it appears as though you're whitewashing the conduct of corrupt people. Respectfully, Congressman, in your home state of Florida, the number of people applying to come work for us and devote their lives working for us is over up over 100%. We're deeply proud of them and they deserve better than you. Huh. Huh. Mm. <laughs> that, that, that was good. That was really, really good. Like, yeah. Um, and then just in a, in a, you know, in a quick one-two accidental slip, 
Ray confirms that Joe Biden's under criminal investigation. Here we go. Did Joe Biden take uh, payments from Burisma or any other foreign companies as vice president, president, or private citizen Biden? Uh, as you may know, there is an ongoing investigation being led by the U.S. attorney in Delaware, Mr. Weiss, appointed uh, by President Trump in the last administration that our Baltimore field office is working with, and I would refer you to, to him as to what, if anything, can be shared. So the president is under, um, he is under um, investigation. I'm not going to confirm or speak to who is or isn't under investigation for what. I'm simply going so to tell So he's not you, under investigation? I didn't say that either. <laughs> Uh, by long-standing <laughs> department policy and practice. I'm not going to be confirming or denying. I hate, I hate, it's not just to hit him. I, I don't, I don't care about, you know, his, his stupid, perfectly coiffed hair and that cock nose of his. I don't care about him. I hate what he represents. The fact that this department, this bureau, it has become such a, I, I, it's just, I can't stand that it exists and that, and that we are fighting you know, the, with this imaginary friend pretty much. The crazy thing is that all the Democrats in this hearing were, were praising the importance of law enforcement and police and the FBI and how great they are and saying, my colleagues on the other side of the aisle want to defund your department. What will happen if the FBI is defunded, Director Ray? And then Ray would go through all the things the FBI does for the American people in partnership. It would, it would pretty much be the end of Superman 1. <laughs> the dams would split open. But he goes through all the things that he does in, in concert with local law enforcement, Frank, which is where it should stop. That's it. Local law enforcement, state law enforcement takes care of the issues in the state. They work with the department over here if there's a problem in Missouri and then they have to go to their bordering state. They, We don't need you. We don't need you. It's crazy the lengths that they've gone to. I have a little, uh, you know, that they, they, they closed down the, um, they closed down the, well, they do a little bit about FISA too, but we'll, we'll see if we have time for that later. They closed down the investigation into the cocaine at the White House, Frank, because they just can't find whose it is. I mean... It's, it's, it's impossible. almost impossible to trace drugs back to people. Look at the prisons. I mean, there's nobody in there for drug possession or, or, or throwing a baggie out of a car or anything. Impossible. So they had a press conference, the FBI. They had a press conference. Well, good morning, everyone. As you all know, a plastic bag containing a suspicious white powder of some kind was found in the White House. It's unclear who this belonged to or why it was there. But while we were investigating, we found some- For people watching at home or listening, it says on the bag on a piece of masking tape, property of H. Biden. Other items there at the Biden White House. And we're here today to disclose to you all of the other stuff that we found. First off, we found this bag of some kind of blue rocks or something. I don't know. Unclear. Once again, who this belonged to or Got the what blue exactly stuff. it is. It says property uh, of the White House on it. <laughs> property of Heisenberg. <laughs> tight, tight, tight. Oh. In addition, we found this small scale of some sort. Whoever left this was probably health conscious and just wanted to keep track of his weight. Probably the smartest guy I know. <laughs> <laughs> we also found this laptop. We'll look into it, but we're pretty sure there is no incriminating evidence on this guy. In fact, now that I see it, that laptop appears to bear all the hallmarks of Russian disinformation. So go ahead and disregard that entirely. We also found this beautiful art piece in the vicinity. Whoever drew this is obviously an accomplished artist. I hang that on my fridge. If, if I know what you mean. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's worth I mean, more I, than a Picasso, too. Yeah, it looks great, yeah. Now, this next item we couldn't fit in the evidence box, but we did find five Ukrainian strippers in the vicinity. <laughs> yeah, those poor ladies. I didn't say they were ladies. Oh. Uh, we also found this copy of uh, the film Cuties on Blu-ray. And there's a post-it note on it that says, Son, 
Return this to me when you are done, and don't forget to rewind it to the good part. Message oh, from the, uh, the Why? big guy. So. There was well, how do you rewind a DVD? Well, that's the point they're making about Biden. <laughs> this uh, briefcase that says, To Hunter, love uh, Zhang. Zhang, yeah. Zhang, love Zhang. Gotta respect the privacy of Hunter, of course, and we'll make sure he gets this. It's got money coming out of this, it. Got uh, this bottle of Bud Light. <laughs> Seems like a good time. A little twist off, I don't mind if I... I don't even want to know what this is for. It's a weight. Oh, oh, it's just a fitness device. <laughs> I, I thought we it was- We also found this firearm. Uh, <laughs> me. Uh, we were relieved, however, when we found this firearm to find that it was just a harmless hand, a harm, <clears throat> excuse me, a harmless handgun. It goes on. It's hysterical. It's a harmless handgun. A harmless. <laughs> it's just a harmless handgun. And I love the shake weight. I haven't seen a shake weight in forever. That came, there were so many parodies done of that thing years ago when that first came out. Especially the, the I love, obviously, the South Park one. Um, South Park shake weights are fantastic. I love that one. Can't play that on the air. Why not? Can't. How come? You, you must, you mustn't. <laughs> you shan't. You shan't. You shan't. Okay, we've got 10 minutes. I'm just going to get into some of this COVID stuff a little bit before we go on this weekend. Two days ago, f says Hans Monkey. I think that's how you say it. Monkey. Monk? Maybe Hans Monk. Two days ago, the GOP released a few incriminating messages sent by the proximal origin fraudsters. Uh, Francisco Diasis then discovered additional messages embedded in the PDF, which are much worse. But even that only seems to be the tip of the iceberg. Why hide this stuff, COVID's, COVID Select Committee? Oh, and the FBI got community noted, by the way. I saw that. Yeah. Congratulations, in, FBI. In reference to the false assertions about investigating parents at school board meetings, FBI Director Ray told the House Judiciary Committee that the Bureau is not in the business of policing speech. And then there's a community note underneath that tweet. That says, this is misleading because uh, Steve Friend actually, I had it, it's gone. The note's gone. Where'd it go? It was there. Anyway, um, so back to the COVID stuff. Um, he he, he to looked at the page IDs in this. Based on the numbering of the files in this PDF that COVID Select released, there are 52 additional pages of emails and messages from Fauci's gang that are being hidden by the GOP. And now they're all arguing. Christian Anderson was in there. Um, and he's arguing the fact that this is likely a lab link, a leak because the sequence came from things that were nowhere near Wuhan. And that's the, where they knew that the, the epicenter was. So that, that's in here. Um, somebody said, he, he said it at, in, in February of 2020, by the way, just in case people think it's difficult to make a um, COV reverse genetics clone from scratch. These guys did it in a week. I just approved this paper for bio RX IV. So keep it confidential for now. And so he's basically arguing it's easy to do this stuff and they've done it. And then he goes into, there's a couple of text messages here uh, or Slack messages, which is the uh, app of choice. He says, um, I think some of these points could be important. Would it be impossible to see a bat virus 96% identical to that? 96% identical that far away? Answer to that is no. The main concern coming up through reading all these papers is the kind of stuff that's being done. Getting MERS-like viruses to infect humans, getting SARS-like viruses to cause diseases in mice and infect humans, etc. There's a very strong focus on the spike protein for all of that work. But I do agree with you. The mind can do amazing things, and it's easy to get sucked in with confirmation bias. They, they, they go on to confirm the lab leak theory in these messages. Yeah. I mean, it's all in here. Everything's in. And this is the stuff that they did not release, Frank. This is the stuff they did not release that was hiding. So they released a subset and said, oh, look at how damning this is, and left the rest in there hiding. Whether they, one has to wonder if they were that dumb or did it on purpose. I err towards dumb. Because now they've deleted everything. 
It's all gone. You can't get that document anymore. And as a matter of fact, this gentleman who's doing this thread even says in here, if I need to stop doing this, if I should delete my thread because it's no longer public, please let me know. I want to ensure compliance with U.S. law. But no, you're good, Francisco. You're good. He goes through the control numbers and what's in there. I archived the entire thread. I wanted to get into this in more detail, but we're, we're, I, I, the rest of the show took over. One last thing before we go, Frank, because I know you got to get to Home Depot. Yeah. CNN put out an article trying to go after RFK for suggesting that chemicals in the water are impacting the sexuality of children. Okay? Yeah, it is. It is. Turn the, turn the frogs gay. Turn it, is the fro it is just one facet of the environmental toxicity here that is working against all of us. But yes, go ahead. So CNN writes this article. And they say, CNN spoke to multiple experts who said there's no link between endocrine disruptors and children's gender and sexuality. While sex in frogs is determined by environmental factors such as temperature and chemicals, Dr. Andrea Gore, professor of pharmacology and toxicology at the University of Texas at Austin, said the sex of humans is determined at the moment of conception and cannot later be altered by endocrine disrupting chemicals. So Christina right. Pushaw says it's amusing that CNN rejected the dogma of gender ideology and, quote, accidentally admitted the truth. The sex of humans is determined at the moment of conception and cannot later be altered by endocrine disrupting chemicals. I, I, I was just going to say, I was just going to say, that's uh, that's pretty interesting there. That is a I, hell of a cell phone by CNN. Well, you see, this this is what I'm talking about. It, to live in that world unironically, to actually call yourself a member of that that world, you live in a place where day to day you are taking hard line stances on something that directly contradicts a stance you took the day before, and you you don't have to reconcile the difference between the two. You just have to focus on what you're doing right now evade any kind of questions that have to hold you accountable that that may hold you accountable for things you said prior to that that day and and just keep moving forward you are an absolute mindless robot automaton there's you're 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 just not even a person anymore when you live in this world and you actually carry water for it you know because this this is it th there was a, a a little short clip of a guy he had all these like rubber sex appendages and he was sitting at a desk with a computer and he turns and he throws them at the wall and it lands on Ukraine and he throws them at the wall and it lands on like transgenderism and he throws it at the wall and it lands on some other word and then they pull up he, he goes back to his desk starts typing and then they pull up a vice article that had those three things in its title like and that's what the article was about so this is what journalism on these on on this side has has succumbed to over the past few days anyway or years Anyway, we're going to go for today. You have been listening to the Dark to Light podcast with Frankie Val on the drums and Beans. You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 Eastern time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, live at 8.30 a.m. Eastern time on Rumble, Getter, and Twitter. And Frank is Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. on QuiteFrankly.tv, or you can check him out on Rumble. We'll see you after the weekend's over back on Monday. Thank you so much. Bye. Later.